Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. You are listening to episode number 87 of the Awesomers Podcast series. And for those keeping score at home, just run on over to awesomers.com slash 87 and you'll find today's show notes, details, and even some links that we talk about with today's featured guest. Coming back to us for part two of three is Vladdy Gordon. And we talked to Vladdy about some of the important things that I think a lot of times entrepreneurs overlook and that's these profit killers, as Vladdy calls them. I sometimes call them black holes or other uh, fun titles because anytime you don't know where the money's going, it can be a very destructive uh, situation in your business. So it's really important to get that financial house in order. And I know if you're anything like me, that doing the financials and doing the bookkeeping, that's kind of like, uh, I'll get to it when I get to it. Or maybe you've even hired somebody and you're like, yeah, they've got the monkey. I don't really want to interface with it that much. Uh, I started out like that. I can assure you it certainly is not something that I would recommend. Don't uh, find yourself scared about finance and your lack of understanding can be overcome. It's something that you can absolutely solve. And we talk about that a lot in today's episode, looking for some of those profit killers. Go ahead and jump into today's episode and uh, learn some more about how to get your business running right. Okay, here we are back again, everybody, on Awesomers.com podcast with uh, Vladdy Gordon. This is Steve Simonson, and we are talking about uh, kind of Vladdy's journey, how he came from the software side, got into the Amazon side, and and now he's kind of back into the software for Amazon. He's put those two things together, which is a, a good combo. Uh Vladdy, let's talk about those profit killers that I teased before the break. Uh, first of all, let's frame the problem for entrepreneurs out there. What do you think is happening that maybe they don't necessarily realize when it comes to the profit uh, of their businesses? Yeah, well, the thing is, um, as an Amazon seller, you've got the seller central, right? And it shows you how many items you sold and shows you the revenue. And uh, it also shows um, like the category. I guess number of items and prof and uh, sales by category, but um, it doesn't really show you the profit, and um, it also doesn't show you a lot of fees that Amazon is charging um, sellers. So um, you can find all those things because basically all the data is there, but uh, you need to download some reports, and some of them are tricky to interpret. But also, um, even even if you know where they are, um, if you need like to download a file and convert it to Excel and then do some filtering and delete some lines and then um, like 
look at the data and um, make some sense of it. Um, it just takes too long, so sellers do not do it too often. Um, you kind of, and it's also not fun, you know, to to calculate, um, you know, to calculate uh, basically all those negative uh, fees and um, add them up. It's it's no fun. So um, sellers tend to think about growth and growth hacking and uh, the fun part and not about bookkeeping. So um, yeah, that's basically. <laughs> Once again, I don't know anybody like that. Uh, everybody who's listening on Osmers loves bookkeeping. <laughs> so no, I I think you're totally right. And again. This is an important point to reinforce with the customers out there. You know, when when you start thinking, we all do the math in our head, and and every day it's like, here's how much I sold, and then you think to yourself, well, here's how much it costs. So you kind of do the rough math. Well, then here's how much I made, but that's definitely not the full picture, not even nearly the full picture. And I think yeah. that's what you're talking about, right? Exactly, exactly. When I was a seller, I always had this um, strange feeling or, or anxiety that I didn't really account for everything. So I was seeing, okay, I sold maybe 30 items um, in a, on a specific day. So $5 per item or five euros per item profit. So 150. And then you multiply it by the number of days per month and say, okay, that's my profit. But um, I had a feeling that I didn't account for everything. So uh, um, it was making me nervous um, because, you know, if you have a, a huge margin or a big enough margin, then um, um, this is just, maybe a, a, a bad surprise at the end of the month. Okay, Amazon also charged me storage fees. All right, but I'm still making money, right? But um, if you're working with a, with a low margin, then it might actually you know, uh, change the way you think about your business or your products in a strategic way. Maybe you want to discontinue some of the products, right? Um, so um, you want to make sure your, your business model is healthy. Um, so you're making money on every, every item that you sell, uh, maybe except for launch. Um, and um, if that's the case, then then you're good. But um, you know, you, you gotta have a system in place to to evaluate that basically in, now and then, or or even in real time. Yeah. So I, I think it's fair to say that this problem has existed from the time that a seller gets on Amazon until they have a really good process of understanding the full accounting view of their business. Is that true in your opinion? Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yes. So I I do think uh, there is. Uh, well, are a bunch of profit holes or profit killers, however you want to think of it. And the, the, the problem that creates in the market, in my opinion, is that people make decisions about products based on the emotion of, oh, I sold a lot of stuff of this particular item. They're excited by it. But they don't necessarily know the full profitability of that item versus their next seller. You yeah. know, maybe there's a – I've seen this before. I, I wonder if you've seen it where, you know, one item gets tagged as an oversized item. And they didn't really notice. And now their profitability yeah. is just upside down entirely. Do you see that? Losing money. Yes, 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 for sure. Yeah. Um, so. You can, um, you can uh, uh, re request a uh, re-measurement um, on Amazon. They, they will measure your item again. And um, if you win, then they will even reimburse you. But, um, yeah, you got to know that, right? Uh, yeah, you sure do. So this is a great example, by the way. So uh, for the customers out there, one example, we had shipped uh, some stuff to the UK, 20 uh, different items. All of them had the exact same box. They were different items in the box, but the exact same boxes. And we knew that because we wanted to ship and, and do a big print run of these same boxes. So every single one was the exact same size. But if we went into Amazon, they had 18 different sizes for those 20 boxes. Wow. So at first, we contacted Amazon. And by the way, some were very subtly different and some were very far off. So we contacted Amazon in the UK and 
Amazon basically came back at first and said, hey, we have 3D scanners that scan these things. We're not wrong. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And we said, we sent pictures with, you know, the, a, a tape measure over the box and go, all of these 20 items have the exact same box. Fix it. They did the remeasure request, which, by the way, I think we had to do like five items at a time. We couldn't mm-hmm. send one ticket for 20. We had to do like five at a time. So four different okay. tickets. And that's an Amazon thing. Uh, but when we got all of those tickets resolved, they ended up going back. I don't remember if it was 18 months or two years or whatever it was. And by the way, we hadn't caught it for this long. And it was something like 5,000 pounds mm-hmm. that we'd been overcharged over the course of that time. And that, just think about how much money that is. And it was all just a little, you know, sometimes I call it phantom profit, right? We thought we were making money and we, yeah. we should have been making money. But Amazon, in this case, uh, had made a mistake. And happily, they, you know, they rectified it and, and made the appropriate returns. But if people aren't looking at that, they're making a mistake. Uh, do you agree with that yeah. premise? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, and um, yes, yeah, as, as we talked before, it's hard to see this because you don't get a notification or, or something, you know, it just keeps selling and the money, you see the revenue numbers, um, the world looks nice. Yeah, and the, but that's a really, really mean problem. And um, yeah. it's, it's cool that you won this case because I also have heard about some guys who, who didn't or, um, you know, who just didn't win the battle, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. for us, it's it's... So part of the thing that complicates those particular situations is like if there have been multiple shipments over time because they won't necessarily, they'll only refresh the current shipment, right? And so we had to go back and prove and we were able to show photos. So when we, when we ship out, every, every shipment we ship out has inspection photos. So we had, ins- we had inspection photos, you know, the boxes open. So we had all of our ducks in a row to illustrate that regardless of how many shipments, it's all been the same you know, box. And that's, yeah. that's a lesson for awesomers out there. And you talked about this earlier, Vladdy, that having QA, quality assurance, or some sort of inspection process is critical to making yeah. sure you don't get wet VR goggles or whatever else, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So never, never ship without any inspection. So it's... Uh... Yeah, if you're doing uh, that first order of 10 things off of AliExpress, fine, knock yourself out. You're the inspector when it arrives. Uh, but yeah. if you're shipping... You know, any $1,000 or higher in value, you really should spend the money on inspection because you could risk 100% instead of, you know, 10 or 20% yeah. of the shipment. And by the way, yeah. it could be 1% of the shipment for larger shipments. You know what defines capitalism? Commercial breaks. Let's take one right now. Hey, Amazon Marketplace professionals, congratulations on your success to date. Your creativity, strategic vision, problem solving, and discipline have allowed you to build your own e-commerce business. Wouldn't it be great if you had more time to focus on the things that truly drive the sales and growth of your company? Instead of getting lost in a dozen different services and countless spreadsheets, what if there was one system that connected to your Amazon account and automatically gave you the information that you needed to make great decisions and really impact your business? Parsimony ERP can do that. Parsimony is the business operating system for your marketplace business. With Parsimony, you get true double entry bookkeeping, easy financial statements, full customer service tools, and item by item profitability, along with project and task management, and more features are being added all the time. Learn more at parsimony.com. That's parsimony, P A R S I M O N Y.com. Parsimony.com. We've got that. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Yeah, the, the problem is um, if you ship uh, bad items or maybe dem- damaged items to Amazon and Amazon doesn't notice it and you don't notice, um, then you're going to get a lot of returns. So uh, it's going to get even 
even more ugly because they can suspend the listing, they can suspend your account. So all kinds of troubles. Yeah, not to mention all the potential negative reviews, all from that you know, lack of inspection, that lack of uh, quality assurance, as uh, Vladi said earlier. So let's Absolutely. talk some more about these profit killers. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, is is the have we gotten into any of the five yet, or what are your five? Um, so let me give you let me give you the biggest one. Tell me, um, and the one that is mostly underestimated from my experience. So I've talked to um, a lot of sellers in the last two years, and um, so these are the returns. And um, you know the the way that a lot of a lot of sellers think about returns is okay, um, an item will be returned to Amazon and um, I'm just going to sell it again. So what's the big deal? And um, of course, you know, you kind of understand probably they will charge me something, but, uh, you know, who cares? And, um, and, and that's a big, big problem. And um, let me tell you why. Um, so uh, imagine that you sell one item, uh, for example, in September. And now we're in October, um, like three weeks later or two weeks later, the item gets returned. So um, what most of the sellers don't realize that this one return kills the profit um, of this one um, sale in, in the previous month, right? So we're in October. Um, I sold back in September. I saw in my seller central, I sold, I don't know, 100 items, right? And I know my profit per item is five bucks, so 500 bucks profit, right? So when I get this return, in the next month, what I have to do is I have to go back in my seller central and basically cancel one of the sales from September. But that's not happening. If I if I look at my numbers uh, from the previous month, I still see the hundred items, right? So the fact that one of them was returned does not cancel it cancel the item from from you know the number of items sold. So um, if you're like calculating your profit by multiplying the number of items sold with some average value then um, you, you don't account for this. So basically this one return, it kills your profit, but it kills also a couple of other things. So for example, the FBA fee, right? You paid the FBA fee when you sold, when the item gets returned, you don't get reimbursed for the FBA fee. So, um, so basically this is the profit plus FBA fee. And if your profit is five bucks and FBA fee is two and a half, then it's seven and a half bucks um, that, that are missing on your bottom line. So that's pure net profit, right? Uh, but that's also not all, because um, um, it, there is also a chance that the, the unit is broken, right? That the, or the customer damaged the packaging. So what happens then is Amazon um, tags, us, tags the, the item as not sellable. And uh, basically, uh, for you, it means you lose the cost of goods. So maybe it's another two and a half bucks. Um, so we're already at 10 bucks, right? And if the item is sellable, then you're lucky. Uh, it depends on the category, of course. Some of the items tend to be, you know, okay after returns, so they can sold, be sold again. Then you're good. But um, if it's broken, then you pay the cost of goods. But it, it, it's also not all, because then you will have to um, dispose the item, right? So you either have to send it send it back to your prep center. This will cost you money, or you will have to dispose it. So Amazon will throw it away. This costs you money. And um, Amazon also charges for every refund. Um, I don't know, uh, it's not a lot of money, but, um, but uh, this is also something that I noticed that um, only few sellers are aware of. So Amazon charges per refund uh, or per um, basically per return, but also per unit within this return. Um, and um, this is the money that's also 
totally missing on your bottom line. So um, if you if you look at it this way, then basically one return um, kills the profit of maybe three units sold, right? So um, a day where you have a return, basically, well, uh, it, you need to calculate this. This depends on the margin and uh, and, the, and the you know basically the profit per unit. But in my experience, the profits um, are getting uh, you know tighter. It's it's harder to find high profit items because of uh, competition. So normally a return um, kills kills a couple of uh, sales. Yeah, so that's a very important point. So to drive that home, one could use that that general math that you know if one return is the same as losing three sales, if you get ten returns on those hundred sales, you actually just wiped out thirty of those sales. Yeah. Right? It, it's a massive impact to the bottom line, and that's crazy. Uh, not to mention all of the subsequent intangible potential problems. For example. Amazon saying, oh, no, this is good to sell again, and it sold again, and then the next customer complains that they got a used item, right? So now you got another return on the same thing, by the way, which doubles the pain, and you get a negative review, you know, and the, the cycle keeps going. So a lot of uh, folks that I know, we say don't mark anything as, you know, mm -hmm. if a return comes back, just return it to our center or destroy it, whichever way it yeah. works on the economics yeah. of that individual product. Yeah. But man, oh man, it sets off a series of things that people don't fully realize. So that's a that's a, a big killer of profit there. Uh, what else do you have for us? Absolutely. So I think this is this was the biggest one. The second biggest one are um, the storage fees, and um, I think most of the sellers or almost all of the sellers know about storage fees. But um, we're getting, in fact, we're getting asked a lot about this one. Um, so. Um, Guys ask us, okay, I do pay FBA fees for shipping, but what are the storage fees? And I'm like, um, guys, you're paying for, you know, for putting your products into the Amazon warehouse just for the fact that they're sitting there. And um, I think part of the reason um, is that Amazon does that the seller central doesn't show them to you in a in a good way, you know. So uh, you log in, you see um, your feedback stars, how many items you sold, you see your messages, but. Um, you know, you have to dig to, to see the storage fees. Um, and um, yeah, they're they're pretty crazy, especially around um, winter, like starting in October, um, they kind of uh, quadruple the storage fees. So you need to make sure that, that you have, uh, you know, low or as little as possible in the Amazon warehouses, but also not, not too few items because of the Christmas time, because it's the best time to sell, right? So you need to manage it very accurately. Um, but um, yeah, this, this is the- I, I think storage fees um, are often overlooked because people are so focused now, they've, they've become educated to looking out for long-term storage fees. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, as long as I'm not in long-term, then I'm okay. But really, the the amount of storage fees, and I have had you know larger sellers, uh, friends of mine, that are spending tens of thousands a month in the storage fees, not long term storage, regular storage fees, during the the surge pricing of, of the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. And I'm not sure that that's applicable this year or not. I th I thought they were going to hold the the line on storage fees, but now they're assessing long term storage after the first six Every months. Month. They they give you a big hit, and then you go monthly, which is is like. Yeah. Well, you should get that stuff out of there. And this is yeah. a big reason why I talk about using staging warehouses and using third-party logistics centers, which have significantly lower, in mm -hmm. some of the cases I use, 10 times lower everyday storage costs. 
and they're able to send in orders on a just-in-time basis. Yeah. And you, you, you change that based on your forecasting of how much you're going to sell. So uh, for those keeping score at home, the Empowery uh, e-commerce cooperative at Empowery.com, they have some three-party, third-party logistics centers. And I think they've already developed those for Australia, America. Um, if the UK is not published yet, I know it's in the works. So getting those as part of your system, staging warehouses where you land your product, especially when you deal in volume. But by the way, not only will that help your Amazon costs, but it can also help you sell to other marketplaces and other channels uh, if that's what yeah. you want to do. So a big one. So that's, those are two great killers so far. What else do you have for us? Let's pause here for a moment and take a quick sponsor break. Catalyst 88 was developed to help entrepreneurs achieve their short and long-term goals in e-commerce markets by utilizing the power of shared entrepreneurial wisdom. Entrepreneurship is nothing if not lessons to be learned. Learn from others. Learn from us. I guarantee that we will learn from you. Visit Catalyst88.com because your success is our success. A giddy up. And there you have it. That's part two of our three-part series with Vladdy Gordon. Uh, don't forget to join us tomorrow for part three. Uh, this is also episode number 87 of the podcast series, awesomers.com. And just run on over to awesomers.com slash 87, and you can find today's show notes and details. Now, one of the things I want to call special attention to here at, uh, at the end of today's episode is the idea that you know profit killers are found in any business, and they can... They can come from any source. So whether you're selling on Amazon or you have a different kind of business, the the general concepts that we've covered today are things that you need to consider and things that you need to really pay close attention to. Again, looking for profit killers, looking for things that may be hidden, and you start doing that by paying close attention at least on a monthly basis to your financials. And uh, regardless of whether you use tools or Excel or just you know, a pencil and a pen, uh, you got to figure out a way to do that and get control of your business. The objective people should have as entrepreneurs is that you own the business. The business does not, in fact, own you. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Awesomers podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Heck, you could even leave a, a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guest, team, and all the other Awesomers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again.